listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. I'm going to talk about your advantage in this time of fasting and prayer, your supernatural advantage. And uh, this is something that we need to engage with. We're talking about the power of God's holy word. But listen to this. I talked about the nutrition of the word last week, but I want you to see this, that the word of God, and if you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to John chapter six, the gospel of John chapter six. And um, I want you to see that Jesus is teaching about his own words that he speaks. And the Bible says that as he's teaching them, John chapter six and verse 63, he says this, he says this phrase as he's teaching his disciples. He says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you, They are spirit and they are life. So the word of God literally is supernatural life to your body. It is supernatural life to your body. And those of you that are watching, if you haven't done so yet, take a minute to share the broadcast and put that in the comments section. The word of God is supernatural life to my body. And uh, I want to show you something in the book of Proverbs chapter four. And um, I'll start with this one today, but I want to give you five or six things that is uh, an advantage of this supernatural life coming into your body. You know, the word of God is more than people understand that it is. In fact, I will say this, the word of God becomes whatever you need it to be. The word of God becomes whatever you need it to be. One of the analogies that I give people is this, you know, when you are eating food and, you know, your food's going into your digestive system and it's breaking down and things, nutrients and different elements are going into your bloodstream. One of the things that uh, I heard a doctor say on a documentary one time, it kind of opened my eyes to this, what he was saying, and he was speaking really about type two diabetes and people that have high sugar levels in their blood. And sometimes for so long of a period, as you know, that either their pancreas stops producing insulin or that their blood cells become insulin resistant. And so they end up having uh, high sugar levels in their blood and become type two diabetic. But what this doctor was saying kind of opened my eyes to this principle. He said, you know, your bloodstream doesn't really know the difference if you eat pieces of white bread or drink a can of Coke. So what he was, what he was teaching on this documentary was that if you were to consume a few pieces of white bread or drink a can of Coke, once it goes into your body, your bloodstream doesn't know the difference because the simple carbohydrate of that white bread just instantly breaks down into sugar. And the same thing with the Coke. It goes into your bloodstream and instantly it's sugar in your blood. And when when he said that, when he started teaching that, it opened my eyes to this principle of how that God's word does the exact opposite of that. Because with, with the with the food analogy, no matter all the things that are going into your mouth, they make they may look different going in, but once they get in, they all do the same thing, turn into sugar. But it's the exact opposite with the word of God. You might think you're just receiving the word, the word, the word. It always looks the same going in. But once it gets into you, the word of God does many different things. And this is important to understand that the word of God becomes whatever you need it to be. The word of God becomes whatever you need it to be. And so I wanted to show you that and give you some of these elements that are your advantage during this time of prayer and fasting. And one of the things you need to understand is, and I mentioned this last week on the broadcast, Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted of the devil for 40 days, 40 nights. And um, the Bible says that the devil knew, he obviously knew that Jesus was hungry. And so the temptation was 
to try to get Jesus to break his time of fasting and prayer. So the devil comes to Christ and says, if you're really the son of God, I know you're hungry, take these stones and turn them into bread. So what is he trying to do? He's appealing to Jesus' flesh and trying to get him to disregard his spiritual disciplines of fasting and prayer and appease the flesh and go back to eating. Take these stones and turn them into bread. But then what did Jesus say in response to the devil? Matthew chapter four and verse four. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Catch that. Matthew chapter four and verse four. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word <clears throat> that proceeds from the mouth of God. So what was Jesus saying? <clears throat> I'm not here in the wilderness trying to eat natural bread. I'm here in the wilderness fasting and praying so that I can receive spiritual bread from my father in heaven. Because Jesus understood that the word of God is spiritual bread to your body. It's spiritual bread and spiritual strength. In fact, when you're looking back in the gospel of John chapter six, Jesus literally teaches this. He says, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. I am the bread that has come down from heaven. So Jesus, and of course, John chapter one tells us Jesus Christ is the word made flesh. So the word of God is the bread of God, according to Jesus. The word of God is the bread of God. And it gives you supernatural strength and it gives you supernatural power. And so I had you turn to Proverbs chapter four because I want to show you the first element of these that I want <clears throat> to stir your faith with today. And we've made these prayer points. And by the way, if you're following us on social media, You'll know that today on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we posted day five prayer points for the fast. And uh, I was dealing with these issues in the prayer points today. And uh, one of the prayer points was this. Listen to this. <clears throat> As I read your word daily, let divine life flow through my body. That was one of the prayer points from today. As I read your word daily, let divine life flow through my body. And then the scripture reference here, Proverbs chapter four, verses 20 through 22. Listen to this. The writer of Proverbs says, my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life. There it is to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. So I want you to see this with me today. As the word of God comes into your body, it is life and healing to your flesh. The word of God is life and healing to your flesh. This is your advantage as you're fasting and praying. The word of God feeds you that's why I tell people, you know, as you're on this, as you're joining us on this time of fasting and prayer, and many people in the body of Christ are doing it all over America and around the world to begin the year. But as you're on the fast, don't do what I used to do. And just, you know, because you, you hate, your flesh hates fasting. Uh, don't do what I used to do and try to sleep the fast away or, you know, try to binge watch shows on Netflix until the fast is over or watch movies or use your time to do every other thing except be in the presence of God. If you're not going to be in the presence of God, you might as well just eat something. And one of the things that you've got to be doing, this is an ingredient for powerful fasting, is feed yourself daily from the mighty word of God. Feed yourself daily from the mighty word of God. And the Bible teaches that as you do, that health and strength and life flow through your flesh. This is a promise. Look at this. Be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. They are life to those that find them and healing to all their flesh. Expect this to happen for you in this time of fasting and prayer. If sickness or disease have been plaguing your body, 
if things have been trying to come against you and steal your health and your strength. As you fast and as you pray, by the way, one of the benefits of fasting and prayer we covered last week is that your health will spring forth speedily. Isaiah chapter 58, I believe that's verse eight. Your health will spring forth speedily. One of the reasons that it does is because you're filling yourself with the mighty word of God, which is the element that brings divine life, health, and strength into your flesh. And so you need to be filling yourself on a daily basis because this is a healing element. It is a life-giving element. You know, the Bible says, and one of my favorite, in fact, it's not just one of my favorite verses. This is our ministry theme verse. This is what Miracle Word Ministries is based on. It's Psalm 107 and verse 20. The Bible says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. He delivered them from all their destructions. And so notice what happened. When the word came, miracles happened. That's why we called this ministry Miracle Word Ministries as directed by the Lord and God put that verse of scripture in my spirit. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. Did you know that in the New Testament, Jesus Christ literally fulfilled this scripture in the book of Psalms in Matthew chapter eight. Many of you that are watching, you already know the story of the centurion soldier that comes to Jesus in Matthew chapter eight. And he talks about the fact that his servant is home sick with palsy, can't get out of bed. And Jesus being full of compassion said, I'll come and heal him. And he said, no, you don't have to come to my house because I know that you're a man of authority. And just like I am in the natural, you are in the supernatural. So speak the word only and my servant will be healed. That was what the centurion said to Jesus. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus marveled and said, I've not seen faith like this in all of Israel. And then what did Jesus do? He spoke the word, and from that same hour, the servant was made whole. What did Jesus just do? He fulfilled Psalm 107.20 in one passage of scripture. He sent his word, and it healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. And God's done it throughout his entire word. And that's what the word does because it's a healing element for your body. It gives divine life and divine strength to your body. Take advantage of this benefit during your time of fasting and prayer. Believe that by the time this fast comes to an end, whatever was wrong in my body will be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. And here's the other thing. As you're fasting, and this sounds funny, this, this almost sounds like it's a, um, I, I don't, you know, it just sounds like something you would say to get people do, do, to jump on the fast with you. But I promise you, I promise you that this is a, tr- a true statement. The word of God satiates you. It feeds you when you're on a time of fasting and prayer. No question about it. The word of God fills you. You can literally feast upon the word of God. And I've seen it supernaturally satiate my body and literally curb my hunger. If there's anybody else that's seen that happen, throw some emoji hands in the comments section that as you're feeding on the word of God, it changes your whole life. I'm literally changes your whole fast in your time of prayer. Every person, you should have a plan to study God's word on a daily basis. As you do, health and strength are coming into your body. Health and strength are flowing into your body. Let me show you another one. We're going to pray the prayer of faith uh, at the end of this broadcast, by the way, billion, billion eight, and I'm going to pray for your mom as well. Uh, Let me show you number two. It's not just a source of health, life, and strength for your physical body, but look at this. This was also one of the prayer points from today. As I read your word daily, Let divine joy flood my life. As I read your word daily, let divine joy flood my life. I love to read this verse of scripture that is written in the book of Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah said this, speaking to the Lord. He said, your words were found. 
This is Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. Your words were found and I ate them. And they became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. So number two, as the word of God comes into your spirit, the prayer point from today, as I read your word daily, let divine joy flood my life. Expect that during this time of fasting and prayer, you have an advantage. What is that? Divine joy is going to flood your life. Divine joy If you've battled depression, if you've battled anxiety, if you've battled suicidal thoughts, you can be delivered and brought into fullness of joy in this time of fasting and prayer. Number one, the word of God will bring joy into your soul. And then number two, as you're praying and as you're fasting, you're seeking the face of God, getting into his presence. The Bible says in Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. In his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. So as you're getting into his presence with prayer and fasting and getting into his word, divine joy is flooding your soul today. Hallelujah. Divine joy is flooding your soul today. Whatever was stealing your joy before today is running out of your life today in Jesus' name. Whatever was causing you to carry a heavy burden, to be weighted down with the cares of this world. And the Bible actually calls it in Isaiah 61, a spirit of heaviness. There is a spirit of heaviness without question. And I've seen it weigh on people's shoulders an actual spirit of heaviness. I love what the Lord said in Isaiah 61. He said, I give unto them a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So look at these three things you have available to you during a time of fasting and prayer. Your prayer is getting you into the presence of God, the word of God, which is a supernatural joy substance and praise, which instantly transports you into God's presence. You know how I know? The Bible says in Psalm 22 and verse three, God inhabits the praises of Israel. You have been made a part of the nation of Israel through Christ. You are a part of the tribe of Judah through Jesus Christ. Paul said that you've been grafted in, you know, by a spirit of adoption, you are now a part of spiritual Israel and that blessing belongs to you. God inhabits the praises of Israel. And so as you praise him, as you pray, and as you consume his word, divine joy is flooding your life during this time of fasting and prayer. All heaviness has to leave you. Every spirit of heaviness has to run out the back door as you pursue the spirit of God through praise, prayer, and the word. Hallelujah. Praise, prayer, and the word. Praise, prayer, and the word. And so that was one of our prayer points today. By the way, if you didn't get a chance to see any of these prayer points or uh, it's because you may not be following us on social media, I want to encourage you to um, follow us on Instagram. And when I say us, I mean me. I'm the only person on there. It's not like a group of people. It's me. Preachers do that for some reason. I don't know why preachers use the multiple. Like Follow us. Thank you for joining us. It's just me. Thank you for joining me. So you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Ted Shuttlesworth. (laughs) I just cracked myself up. (laughs) At Ted Shuttlesworth. And if you don't follow on Twitter, it's at T Shuttlesworth. That's also where we're broadcasting live on Periscope every day, Monday through Friday at 1030. And then, of course, on Facebook, uh, it's Ted Shuttlesworth hyphen miracle word ministries and uh you can find us there but listen here's what i really want you to do if you only do one thing if you only do one thing today for me as a favor for your friend ted shuttlesworth jr do this one favor for me go over to youtube today and subscribe to the youtube channel if you've not done that 
jump over there, search my name, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. We have a bunch of people right now that are already watching live on YouTube, about 50 people watching live on YouTube right now. If you've not done that yet, take a minute to uh, go over to YouTube, search my name, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. You'll see my channel, uh, which has about 200 and some videos on there, close to 17,000 subscribers, and hit subscribe. And I really, really appreciate uh, you guys doing that. Um, so let me give you this next one. Not just divine joy, but the reason I mentioned all that is because we're releasing graphics of these prayer points to help you to kickstart your devotional life every day of the fast. So every day we've been releasing four prayer points to kickstart your prayer life in the day, give you scriptural reference and scriptural prayers to get you going and to prime you for what you're doing. So go on further. It's not just healing and health to your flesh. It's not, number two, just joy to your soul. But listen to this. As I read your word daily, release my divine inheritance to me. So those, those of you that are watching, pop that in the comments. Release my divine inheritance to me. I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and uh, verse 32, we're going to look at what the apostle Paul said to the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20 as he's addressing them. And this is what he says, Acts 20 and verse 32. He said, and now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. I love this. And to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So Paul's teaching here that the word of God has the ability to build you up and to give you your divine inheritance. And so that's why one of our prayer points today was, Lord, as I read your word daily, deliver unto me my divine inheritance in Jesus' name. Deliver unto me my divine inheritance in Jesus' name. Did you know that you can walk throughout your whole life as a Christian and never access your divine inheritance on the earth? But the, the sad, because the sad thing is this, many people will teach you, well, you know, when you get saved, the benefits of salvation will be seen when we get to heaven. No, it's more than that. Look at what the apostle Paul told his son in the gospel, Timothy. He said this, he said, godliness, he said, physical exercise profits only a little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, holding benefits, not only in the life to come, but in this life. So there are supernatural benefits of godliness that you don't have to wait until you get to heaven to receive. God doesn't want you to have to wait till you get to heaven to experience divine healing that you actually have to die of a sickness and get to heaven so that your glorified body is now healed. No, he wants you to be healed now on the earth. He doesn't want you to struggle with depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts and have no peace and have no joy while you're here on the earth. No, your inheritance is healing. Your inheritance is joy. Your inheritance is peace. Your inheritance is blessing, you see. So you can access these benefits here and now on the earth. And Paul was teaching them that the word of grace is able to build you up and give you your divine inheritance. There are things that Jesus purchased for you. In fact, let me fully define because Pam is asking on YouTube, Pam is asking, what is the divine inheritance? And that's a great question, Pam. It's a very good question. What is the divine inheritance. So let me define for you exactly what the divine inheritance is according to scripture. And this is one of my favorite verses. It's so much so one of my favorite that I quote this and confess it with my children every night before bed. Revelation 5 and uh, verse 12. And Pam, I'm going to uh, very specifically define the inheritance that Jesus purchased for his people. Angels were flying around the throne of God in heaven, verse 12 of Revelation 5, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power, number one, and wealth, number two, and wisdom, number three, and might, number four, and honor, 
number five, and glory, number six, and blessing, number seven. Seven elements of your divine inheritance are found in Revelation 5.12. Seven elements of your divine inheritance. Jesus, look at this. It's interesting what the angels are saying. Jesus died to receive, which means that his death was a supernatural transaction. He purchased something through his death. And according to these angels, which is inspired by the Holy Ghost to have their words written in the scripture, he purchased these seven things. Now, let me say something. He didn't purchase these seven things for himself. Jesus didn't need these seven things. He already had them. I mean, look at what they are. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power. Do you think Jesus had to die to receive power? No. Before he died, while he was on the earth, he said to his disciples, all power is given unto me. All power is given unto me. Literally, Jesus was already raising the dead. He was already casting out devils. He was already healing the sick. He didn't need power. He already had power. But what did he do? He died and rose again so that you could have power. That's your inheritance. He purchased power to give it to you. Same with wealth. Jesus didn't need wealth. He had it already. He had the ability to take care of 12 full-grown men as his staff. He had a treasurer that was set aside to carry a money bag that paid for everything everywhere they went. Notice this. He had a house in Galilee where he stayed, the Bible says. His disciples went and abode with him all day long, filled his house. The Bible says he wore a garment to the cross that was so valuable that the guards would not tear it up because even though it was a... Um, uh, a, a, a tradition or it was a custom during crucifixion to tear up the garments of the one being crucified. They looked at Jesus garment, a seamless robe, the Bible says, and said, let's, let's gamble for it because one of us is going to get this and it's nice and it's valuable. Jesus didn't need wealth on it. He already had it, but he died so you could have it. Same with wisdom. You think Jesus wasn't wise? Of course he was. All seven of these things, Jesus already had them, but he died so that you could get them. This is your divine inheritance. And so the Bible says that as you read the word of grace, the word of God, that it has the ability to build you up, Acts 20, 32, has the ability to build you up and give you your inheritance among the saints. So one of our prayer points today, Lord, as I read your word daily, release unto me my divine inheritance in the mighty name of Jesus. So I want my healing to come. I want my blessing to come. I want my wisdom to come. I want, you go right through the list and begin to declare it and confess it all and receive it by divine inheritance. I refute, in fact, those of you that are watching, I want you to write it in the comments, Periscope, YouTube, and Facebook all together. I won't wait until heaven to receive my inheritance. I want you to put it in the comments. I won't wait until heaven to receive my inheritance. Take a minute and write it. The reason I say it multiple times, it's like I had a guy say to me last week, you shouldn't repeat yourself. It's a bad habit. <laughs> like I just am doing it because I have poor public speaking skills. The reason I repeat myself is because people learn through repetition. And if there's something important that I'm saying to you, I'm going to say it multiple times. I'm not going to wait till heaven to receive my inheritance. That's it. I won't wait until heaven. That's it. Write it in. I won't wait until heaven to receive my inheritance. And so it's so vitally important that you understand there's inheritance available to you right now. You don't have to wait until later. And, and listen, our, our confession is by the time we come to the end of this fasting and prayer, we'll be holding testimonies in our hand that every prayer request will be turned into a praise report in Jesus' mighty name. And things will quickly come to pass for God's people. God said, then you'll call and I will answer you. Speedy answers. Speedy answers to your prayers in Jesus' name. Quick answers to your prayers. Let me give you another one. Another prayer point that we had today. I love this one. This was a fourth prayer point. As I read your word daily, real, um, where was it at? As I read your word daily, empower me to prosper 
in every area of my life and ministry. As I read your word daily, (laughs) empower me to prosper in every area of my life and ministry in Jesus' name. Scriptural. It's scriptural. Go with me to the the book of Joshua, chapter 1, and let's let's look at at verse 8. This is during the transitional period. Joshua is taking over as the leader of Israel from Moses, and God's going to be with him. The Bible says that all the people of Israel followed after Joshua in the same way they did with Moses. And notice this, God's giving him instructions here. Verse 8 of Joshua 1, the Bible says, this book of the law, now remember this, at the time when Joshua was alive, the book of the law, what we know to be the Pentateuch or the Torah, is literally all the word of God that they had. Obviously, it was Old Testament, but they didn't have even a lot of the, you know, uh, they had the, the, the five books of the law from Moses. But, you know, prophets were alive. And, you know, prophets were prophesying. The word of God was being given. But the books of poetry and the prophets and others, and of course, the New Testament hadn't happened yet, so there was no epistles, there were no gospels. All the word that they had was in the books of the law. So when we read, this book of the law shall not depart, what he's talking about is his word, because it's all the word there was back then. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then, hallelujah, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You see that? When will you receive it? When does that happen? Notice, when you keep this book of the law in your mouth and in your heart, meditating on it day and night, then you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to prosper because of God's holy word. It is an element that empowers you to prosper. It is an element that empowers you to prosper. Do you understand? Notice, God leads you by his word. And so, because he leads you by his word, it is an element that empowers you to prosper. Let me give you another example of this from the book of Isaiah, chapter 48. Actually, before we go to Isaiah 48, let's go to Isaiah 1. Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. You see that? If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Willing and obedient to what? Obedient to the word of God obedient to the word of God. If you're obedient and willing to to go with the word of God, notice you'll eat the good. There's a big difference between the good of the land and the normal or the barely get by or the survival mode of the land. Huge difference. And so if you're willing and obedient to God's word, then you'll eat the good of the land. Look at Psalm 1. Psalm 1 verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of scorners or scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Sounds very familiar, doesn't it? He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season. The new living says that yields fruit in every season and its leaf does not wither. And in all that he does, he prospers. That's a promise of God's word. Somebody who delights themselves in the law of the Lord. What happened? In all that he does, he prospers. Now let's hit that Isaiah 48 that I was referencing. Isaiah 48 and verse 17. Hallelujah. Isaiah 48 and verse 17. Listen. Thus says the Lord, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. Do you see that? That when you follow the word of God, God is teaching you to profit, profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, to increase, to be blessed, 
to prosper. And that's why our prayer point today declares that. Lord, as I read your word daily, empower me to prosper in every area of my life and ministry in Jesus' name. Empower me to prosper. Prosperity, by the way, is a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, if poverty is so great, let me me ask you a question. If poverty is so great, how come we have so many humanitarian organizations working to eliminate poverty from the earth? If poverty is a godly thing, if God wants you to have not enough, because you know, there's people that teach Jesus was poor and that was a good thing. You know, Jesus was poor and that we should follow his example. He's our example in all things. If poverty is so great, how come even sinners understand it needs to be solved? We need to, We need to do something to make sure people are no longer poor. It's not great. Poverty is a curse. It is a curse. And we've been redeemed from that curse. I said, we've been redeemed from that curse. Second Corinthians chapter eight and verse nine, speaking about Jesus says, though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor. When did he become poor? On the cross. The same time he became sickness and the same time he became sin. He became poor. That through his poverty, he could make you rich. And I've already given you the, the uh, parallel verse to this, Revelation 5.12. Worthy is the, the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wealth. That word for wealth in the Greek language does not mean spiritual wealth and riches. It means natural wealth and riches. And Jesus died so that he could bring wealth into your life. Wealth is a good thing, not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if you let wealth control you. It's only a bad thing if you give wealth your love. If you love money. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. It's funny how people twist the word of God to make it say whatever they want it to say. And it's also funny to me how when you start talking about money on anything, preaching or on a broadcast, people tune out. We've lost like seven viewers. Here he goes again talking about money. Well, it's because the Bible talks about it. And during this time of fasting and prayer and this year of 2020, we're believing that you're going to violently increase and that includes financially. That includes financially. And so we're going to see the blessing of God come upon us. Poverty is not a good thing. And God has no desire for you to just get by. Well, as long as I, you know, as long as I have enough to pay my bills and all the needs are met, God has no desire to just meet your needs. No desire to do that. Even in the Old Testament, when he dealt with his men in the Old Testament, he made them wealthy beyond measure to be a blessing to their generation. How can you even be a blessing to your generation if you don't have enough for yourself? And if everything you've got is only enough for you to meet your needs and there's nothing left over, how can you be a blessing? How can you even, I mean, think logically, how can you even obey the word of God to tithe and to give offerings and to bless the poor and to give first fruits? I mean, all these things the Bible commands us to do. How can we even obey God's word to do those things if all we have is enough to meet our needs? How could we ever give generously to somebody else? How could we ever go and bless poor people? I thank God that we're feeding hundreds of children around the world. It's wonderful. It's wonderful that we have the ability to do that. It's wonderful. You saw at the beginning of this broadcast, that was Stefan Radlich, that's the president of Feed the Hungry, which is a corporation that was begun by Dr. Lester Sumrall to bless the poor around the world. And I've des- I have a desire to bless the poor because Jesus teaches that we should do it. And there's a blessing. There's a blessing that comes upon us for blessing the poor. And I'm happy that God has blessed us and brought us into overflow to be able to do it. I told them at the organization. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because those of you that are a part of Miracle Word Ministries, I want you to know what you're a part of. A ministry that blesses the poor. And I told them, I I had uh, Jenna call them up and ask them how much, uh, I said, we want to be in the top 1% of givers to your organization. What will it take for us to do that? And they called us back after checking the records and said, you're already in the top 1% of givers to this organization. I said, we'll call back and find out what it's going to take to be in the top 1% of the top 1%. Because my desire is to do what Jesus taught and bless the poor. 
My desire is to be a blessing to my generation. I'm not going to sit around and just have such small faith. Let's say, well, God, just meet my needs. What a selfish prayer. God, just meet my needs, Lord. Oh, just meet my needs. I'm not believing for God to meet my needs. I'm believing for God to empower me with prosperity to meet the needs of others. I'm believing God to empower me with prosperity to be an asset to my generation and not a liability. Somebody that's always looking for a handout. Somebody who's always looking for somebody to give them a leg up. No, I'm the one that brings blessing. You'll be the one that brings blessing, not looking for a blessing. You'll be the one that has your hand extended to give and not extended to take. You will be blessed with prosperity. You'll be blessed with more than enough. You know, I can't imagine... Um, you know, if we're at dinner, I mean, think of the fact that you are God's beloved child. That's a huge thing. God loves you as his child. He thinks so highly of you and wants to bless you so much. I mean, so much so that Jesus made an analogy in Matthew chapter seven to get you to understand that he's a loving heavenly father who gives good gifts to those that ask him. And I can't imagine my little daughters or my little son sitting at the dinner table with me and saying, dad, that was a really good dinner. Can I please have some more? I'm still hungry. And me saying back to my children, you've had enough to sustain your body. You've had enough to stay alive. And all we need to do is meet your needs. We don't want to supply your wants. You know, I can't imagine saying to my children on Christmas morning, when they come down and look under the Christmas tree and there are zero presents for them under there. And they say, dad, where's my presents? I thought, I thought we were getting presents this year. And me say, what are you talking about? You don't need any more presents. I, you have everything you need. You've got a roof over your head. You've got water to drink. You've got food to eat. You've got a, a set of clothes and a pair of shoes. There's nothing else you need to survive. And your needs are met. Quit being so selfish, Madeline, Brooklyn, and Teddy. Stop being so selfish and, and always trying to have more than what you need. I can't imagine doing that to my children. I don't buy them presents because they need the presents, and neither does any other parent who loves their children. They don't buy them presents. In fact, now that Christmas just ended, many of you that are watching me that bought your children presents, you probably already know, you're like, man, my kid has too many toys in the first place. You're probably thinking this, like we need to just get rid of a bunch of toys that we have that the kids don't even play with anymore. We've got rooms stacked full of toys that they don't even touch anymore. And I'm buying them new stuff. We got too much stuff laying around. I mean, you're probably thinking like that. But does that stop you from buying presents for your children? No, because you love them and you love to see them blessed and you love to see their face when they open those gifts, their excitement. You love to see how happy they become from just receiving a gift. God is even more than you are in that, in that department. He loved more than you. And that's the analogy Jesus is making. You earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children. And then he, he asked them a question. Which of you, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a serpent? No. And he said, in the same way that you earthly fathers, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father know how to give good gifts to those that ask him? Knows how to give good gifts. And so don't, don't ever, exactly, look at Daniel's phenomenal comment. He who did not spare his own son, but do, and that's from the book of Romans, I believe, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him free? If God was willing to give you Jesus, you're telling me he's worried about giving you a house? You think if God was willing to give you Jesus out of heaven to be tortured and killed for you, you think God's worried about giving you a car? He wants to bless you. And that's what that verse is saying. How much more will he not freely give us all things? He wants to bless you. He's a loving heavenly father who knows how to give good gifts to those that ask him. And that's you and that's me. He doesn't want you to be in poverty or not enough. He doesn't want you to be in just enough. He doesn't want you to just walk around with your needs met where you don't have excess. He wants to put you into overflow so that you have more than enough to do what he's called you to do and plenty left over to bless others.
And that's going to be your story. That's going to be your story in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says that he is the Lord, our God, who teaches us to profit and leads us in the way that we should go. Teaches us to profit, hallelujah, and leads us in the way that we should go. And that was our prayer point today. One of our prayer points, Lord, as I read your word daily, empower me to prosper in every area of my life and ministry. I, I encourage you, based on Joshua 1.8, to pray that over your life today. Lord, empower me to prosper in every area of my life and ministry by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Listen, I want to take this minute because I feel the anointing to do it. There's people you're watching me right now. The Holy Spirit is leading you to sow a seed as we're talking about this. And you understand how God operates by the power of a seed and by the power of faith. I want to encourage you right now, those of you that are watching, to sow a seed by faith. I got one more I'm going to give you, and this, is, this stirs me up. But I, I feel the anointing to tell this right now. It is time to sow a seed of faith. And those of you that are watching, there's multiple ways you can do it. In the comments of Facebook or Periscope, you can put hashtag donate and sow a seed in that way. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, you can also use Cash App. The cash tag is MWGive. Or you can use PayPal. That's info at miracleword.com. And probably the easiest way is to go to miracleword.com and sow a seed right on the website or become a partner with us. But whatever you do, I want to encourage you to take a step of faith and do it as unto the Lord and expect a mighty harvest and a mighty return to hit your life. You know, I was listening to a thing the other day. Thanks for sowing, Kim. I was listening to a thing the other day where a, a guy was taking up an offering and he said, and he mentioned an amount to give. And I won't say the amount because, you know, it, it, it was literally, it, it was nothing. But, and I don't mind if you're encouraging people to give a certain amount, but, but then he said along with it, I want to encourage you to get this amount in your hand to sow this seed. It's going to rearrange your destiny. I thought to myself, hold on a second. And I, and I listened to the amount that he said and realized that I usually spend more than that on myself at Taco Bell in the drive-thru. And I thought, you know, something that I can do as flippantly as Taco Bell drive-thru <laughs> It's not a seed that's going to change and rearrange my destiny. That's foolishness. Take a big step of faith. Do something that really will change your destiny. Do something that really will bring a harvest that knocks you down, like a tidal wave of power that comes back to your life, and you feel that harvest when it comes back. You know, it's interesting. I love my Uncle Terry Shuttlesworth. Uh, he pastors in Virginia Beach, Virginia, Dominion Christian Center, where I was on staff for a, a, a number of years, I think close to eight or nine years. And uh, he said something while preaching one time that will never leave my spirit. Powerful revelation. He said this, people had come to him. There'd be people throughout his ministry that said, well, you know, I tried sowing and reaping and, you know, it didn't work for me. I, I, I sowed seeds and I never saw a harvest come back. And he said, you know, either you're lying or the word of God is a lie. But what he told them was very eye-opening. He said, no, the Bible teaches that whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. He said, you did see harvest come back, but you just didn't notice it. He, and he said this, which man, this sticks in my spirit. He said, if you don't feel it when it leaves your life, you won't feel it when it comes back to your life. But if you feel it when it leaves your life, you will feel it when it comes back to you. What does that mean? If I can just give something flippantly to God and never think about it again, it doesn't take faith. If I can just throw something into the offering plate or sow something online that doesn't mean anything to me, then it's something I don't feel when it goes. So when the harvest does come back, I won't feel the harvest. It'll be something that can just be swept under the rug or looked at as a coincidence, or maybe this is just more, you know, coming. But when you release something that takes faith to release, when you release something that you feel it when it leaves your life, trust me, when it comes back as your harvest, you will feel it. You will feel it. So that's why I'm encouraging you, as you sow a seed, sow a seed that takes faith to sow. Sow a seed that you feel it when it leaves your life so that when it comes back in 2020, you will feel the force of that harvest hit your life. 
And I want to encourage you to do that. I know a lot of people like to use Cash App. It's very easy. A lot of people saw on the website. Thank you. And let me just say this because I don't often say it. But I do want to encourage you. We pop this in the magazine as well for people to check out. And we like to put it in front of people's face so that people understand all that's being accomplished. We did a two-page spread in the magazine. So you could see on this side pictures of all of our crusades, meetings as people are being touched. A short word from Feed the Hungry so you know what we're doing there to bless the poor. But an, under, an understanding that all the doors that God are opening is super, supernatural. I couldn't have done it. But we're encouraging people to partner with this ministry. Partner with this ministry. And... Um, we encourage people to partner at $85 a month minimum or more. There's a lot of people doing $100, $200, 400 500 a month. But do what the Lord speaks to you to do, and uh, that's $1,000 a year. So it's a one-time $1,000 or more or 85 a month or more in partnership. And I want to just say this. For every person that sows $100 or more this month, we're going to be sending you one of the best books that has ever been written on fasting and prayer. And it's a book entitled God's Chosen Fast by Arthur Wallace. We're going to get you the copy of that book. It was the Pentecostal standard for years, and I consider it to still be a phenomenal top-of-the-line book on fasting and prayer. Great revelation from God's word. And then for every person that sows $1,000 or more this month, we're going to be sending you as well a genuine leather New Living Translation Bible that I'm going to sign to you just to say thank you for being a part of Miracle Word Ministries and partnering with us and believing for a harvest of souls to come in before it's too late. So thank you for every person that's sowing. Letty is a partner. I love you. Appreciate you for standing with us. And uh, thank you for every person that's sowing and is going to be reaping very soon in Jesus' name. Let me give you this one more before I pray for you. This is found in Ezekiel. I want you to go with me to Ezekiel chapter 2. Look at this. Ezekiel chapter 2. This is the calling of Ezekiel. This is his calling as a prophet by God. And this is one of the most powerful, powerful things that I've ever seen revealed on the word of God coming to you. I love this. Listen to what Ezekiel said. Ezekiel 2, 2. And as God spoke to me, the spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet. And I heard him speaking to me. Look at that. As God spoke to me, the spirit entered into me. You see that? You can literally receive a spiritual impartation from the word of God. And the spirit entered into me. And I love this second part. And set me upon my feet. As you read the word of God during this time of fasting and prayer, ask God supernaturally, Lord, I pray as I read your word and as I listen to preaching and teaching, just like you're doing today, as I listen to it, Lord, establish me in power. That's what he said. He set me upon my feet. Establish me in power. Put, root me and ground me foundationally in what you've called me to do. Establish me in power by the power of your spirit the power of your word, and then number two, allow an impartation to come into my spirit. Allow an impartation. The spirit entered into me. Believe for the same. A new spirit of wisdom and revelation is coming upon you as you read God's word daily, as you listen to God's word daily. It establishes you in power and it allows an impartation of his spirit to come into your spirit. And I'll tell you, this has happened to me so many times, and I thank God for it. Do you realize you can literally, you can literally receive impartation from people who aren't even alive on the earth anymore because their preaching and their teaching has been recorded and has been stored, archived, and now a lot of it's on YouTube. So I'll literally watch people preaching and teaching on YouTube that aren't even on the earth anymore, and while I'm watching it, literally receive impartation from it. I've had it happen multiple times, multiple times because the word is alive. The word never dies. The word of God is alive. It's quick and it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I've been sitting there watching. I'll watch men like Kenneth Hagin and I'll watch those that have gone on to be with the Lord, brother R.W. Shambach and Oral Roberts and others, Lester Sumrall. And as I'm watching, you can feel the Holy Ghost come into your spirit. And you're, what is happening? As the word's going 
forth to you. The spirit is entering into you and setting you upon your feet. You can receive a divine impartation from the word coming to you. So instead of watching, instead of binge, look at this testimony from Letty. I love this testimony. For those of you that are sowing, listen to the increase that's hit her life. Four months later, and you hit the, I think you first, Letty, were coming in and, and were you saved in that meeting or were you already saved before you came? Either way, for, literally four months ago, she said, I started with only $40 a month. She was giving $10 a week via Cash App. Four months later, I'm at $200 a month. Hallelujah. It's an easy way to be a partner. I encourage you all to find an amount that you can do weekly. I agree. Because look how quickly God increased her. You know why that, you know why that happens? I'm going to show you scripturally. Starting at $10 a week, <clears throat> $40 a month, and now is at $200 a month. But how does that happen? Because this is a perfect picture. <clears throat> oh, you were saved in our meeting. Praise God for that. There's my friend, Ted Melton, and his wife, Ashley. I love you guys very much. Hope to see you this week. Letty was saved in the revival at Crossroads Community Church, Pastor Brian Tomes in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. She just got baptized, but she started becoming a partner instantly. But notice what God did for her quickly. Started at $10 a week. Now she's at 200 a month. How did that happen? Because the Bible teaches in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 that God gives seed to the sower. God gives seed to the sower. So the moment God sees that you will be a faithful sower, he'll supply you with seed. He will supply you with seed. What a powerful testimony, Letty. And he's increased me. She's saying he's increased me financially. See, God does that. I can't do it. God does it. He's the one that set up the system of sowing and reaping. What a powerful testimony of partnership that God will bless your business. God will bless the work of your hands. You know, you can't afford to not be involved in God's principles of sowing and reaping. It's so powerful that it will literally change your life. I look and, and I thank God, and I don't say this, trust me, braggingly, <clears throat> but I want you to understand, God will take you to a place like he's done for my wife and I, that now you can give more money to the kingdom of God than people that you went to high school or college with are making in a year. You can give more money away in a year than people that you know are making in a year. Imagine that. <clears throat> the entire salary that someone makes in a full year, you're giving more than that away into the kingdom of God as your offering. And God will take you to that place. He will elevate you to that place. The last point, Bonnie, Ezekiel 2.2. That the word of God coming to you sets you upon your feet and establishes you in power and allows you to receive an impartation of his spirit. Impartation of his spirit. Exactly. Well, that, that's exactly right, Letty. She said, and, I, and I'm able to partner with your ministry without leaving my church to the side. And you should never leave your church to the side. Anybody that's watching. What you give to others should never be at the expense of your own local church. You should tithe and give to your local church as well as be able to bless others. And that's exactly what she's saying. <clears throat> Great, Ted. Looking forward to seeing you guys. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. And that's the key. God has a plan to bless you. What is your supernatural advantage during this time of fasting and prayer? It is God's holy word. It goes into you and becomes whatever you need it to be. We covered that. It's health and healing. It's joy and peace. It becomes prosperity and success. It becomes your establishment of power. I mean, think about it. It's supernatural, all that God allows you to receive your inheritance by the power of God. Thank you, Joshua, for sowing a seed on Cash App. I appreciate it. Thank you for sowing. Listen, let me say a massive thank you to every person. I want you to know that Carolyn and I love you and appreciate you, and we pray for you. We pray for you and believe God for increase. So let me say a big thank you to every person that's standing with us, praying for us, and sowing financial seeds. It means a lot, and we love you, and we thank you for doing it. It's, I'm telling you, this could be the most powerful year you've ever seen. 
it's going to be a breakthrough year financially. When I say violent <clears throat> increase, expedited favor, I'm talking about supernatural harvests are coming to you to be reaped quickly. Amen. Matter 281 says, I'll be partnering with you soon. Ecclesiastes 11.1, cast thy bread upon the many waters. After many days, it'll return to you. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you, Samson. I know I wasn't told, I was told not to mention this, but I'm going to mention it anyway because I'm excited about it. This month, and it's in the magazine, so I've already really mentioned it. This month, we've got a brand new course coming out very soon. Jan this month of January, it's, it's going to be released. And I put it in the magazine for you guys. A brand new course on Miracle Word University entitled Mountain Moving Faith. And let me tell you, I, I just finished recording these courses for Miracle Word University before I left to go on the road. I felt the anointing of God hit me in such a strong way in the studio as I was recording these, these courses, these classes. You will not want to miss this brand new course that's going to launch in really just a few days on Miracle Word University. And uh, it is some of the stuff, I mean, literally the Holy Spirit was speaking to me as I was teaching. And it's going to stir your faith. I truly believe this is going to be the most important course that we've released to date in Miracle Word University. And so literally within just the next week or so, maybe two weeks, this course is going to launch and you're going to want to be a part of it. Mountain Moving Faith at MiracleWordU.com. If, if you're watching me live or on the replay and you don't even know what we're talking about, uh, I believe it was last year or just at the end of the year before, we launched Miracle Word University. It's an online collection of courses where we teach you <clears throat> the doctrines of the Bible from a Pentecostal perspective. And uh, so many people are teaching. It's, it's so hard, and I was upset about this, it's so hard for people to find doctrinal teaching that's not Baptist in nature, Presbyterian in nature, because they always saw the value of education. But we're taking the time for the next generation to teach you the doctrines of the Bible from a Pentecostal perspective. And so we've already released courses on the Holy Spirit, divine healing, answered prayer. Those are already available right now at miraclewordu.com. But now, within the next couple of weeks, we're releasing this course, Mountain Moving Faith. And the reason that I say it's one of the most important courses, and I believe the most important we've ever done, is because the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so this course is over five hours of teaching. Five hours of teaching that's going to stir your faith to go to the next level. And I'm telling you, you're going to want to be a part of that. I'm going to make announcements here within the next week or so. You'll see it on social media. I'll mention it on the broadcast. But uh, we're going to give a special uh, deal to people that are signing up early and I'll make more uh, mention of that later but I'm excited man this is going to be powerful and then later this month at the end of the month for those of you that are involved in worship at your church or would like to be involved in worship I'm going to be releasing our first ever musical course it is the uh, we're calling it worship keyboard and it's the intermediate level I'm going to release three levels by the time we're done beginner intermediate and advanced and the first one we're releasing is the intermediate course I think it'll touch the largest range of people that are watching but but by the end of January worship keyboard is going to be available as well where you can learn how to play piano and keyboard uh, in your church be a part of the worship team and I'm going to take over 20 years of experience I think I'm now at like 21 or 22 years of leading praise and worship and teach you the things that I've learned and, and hopefully you'll learn them much more quickly than I ever did and you'll be able to go further faster, which by the way is a great segue into the book that I'm going to be releasing this month as well. It's our brand new book entitled Further Faster. And by the way, all of our partners are going to be getting a hard copy, hardcover, um, edition, special edition that we will not reprint and we will not sell at meetings. It's a hardcover copy of Further Faster that's going to be coming out this month. I'm so excited for it. And uh, I've got a lot to do. Let me say this. Miracle Word Kids just launched a brand new Bible reading mission for the month of January. And you can get your kids involved at, at miraclewordkids.com. And uh, you can download all the resources for free on the site. 
and you can send us messages. You can send us pictures of your kids getting involved. We want to hear from you. We want to know that you're involved in it. And uh, it's a huge blessing to have Miracle Word Kids launch now and so many kids getting involved. And all, by the way, all of the uh, Miracle Words Kids, Miracle Word Kids merchandise is available in the store. So we've got those shirts available for your children. If you haven't seen them, you need to go check it out on shop.miracleword.com. We have awesome shirts that we just made and released for your kids, slap bracelets, other things. You can get involved. Journals uh, for your children. You'll love it and your kids will love it. And uh, it's a great way to spread the news. So I'm so very excited about that. So many things happening uh, in Miracle Word University. There's so many announcements to make. I always forget some, but uh, it's just amazing. My wife is back on Nonstop Mom. Brand new podcast dropped on Friday. So for the, all of you ladies that are a part of Nonstop Mom, there's a new podcast out. And also, um, what was I going to say there? Uh, all of the... Um, shirts the nonstop mom shirts are available in the site as well if you'd like to get one of those the pop sockets for your phones and uh so she's back on the podcast um i don't know maybe one day this week uh carolyn will be able to make it to the broadcast here at the church i don't know we'll find out but uh we love you guys so much i will be back oh that's the other thing capri thank you for saying that more of your praise and worship songs we've got a live album that's dropping this year that we recorded at worship summit last year and our plan is to release uh, the first single from that album in this month of January <clears throat> at the end. And then we're working right now to release the entire live album. It'll be available on all streaming platforms, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube Music. It'll be available everywhere. Uh, so you can grab that. We love you guys so much. And uh, once again, let me encourage you to come and join us and be a part of this revival right here in Roswell, Georgia. It goes all the way through Friday, every night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be back tonight. And of course, we're streaming as well. And the next week in the Bronx, come and be a part of what God's doing. I'll be back here again tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another uh, live broadcast with you guys. I love you so much. Have a powerful day. And I'll talk to you guys again tonight at 7 o'clock. God bless you. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.